This is a special edition of Women, Wine, and Leadership to bring you peace in the pandemic. I had a chance to have happy hour with Dr. Gina Johnson when I was in Bellevue. I was actually in Seattle to visit my daughter who works for Microsoft and was killing some time in Bellevue um, and went to this Elevate Happy Hour, a group of women getting together just to elevate one another and get to know each other. And Gina and I bonded over some wine. I think we both had a Pinot Noir that night. And then I learned that she is a doctor and provides telemedicine. This is a great time for people to understand what their options are with regard to their own healthcare management. So I want to pause before we get into specific questions and just let you introduce yourself, Tina. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Donna. It's a pleasure to be here with you today and to meet your audience. I've been enjoying your podcast, so I definitely feel like I am growing from listening to your work, so that's been really wonderful. Basically, I am an integrative physician, so that means I bridge the best of art and science in both uh, conventional and traditional medicine to empower lifespan wellness and optimal aging. And so while I might really have a strong expertise in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and peptide therapy and nutritional science and things like that. I also just really look at total health of the individual. So it's not just an aesthetic focus, it's really deep underlying health that I'm looking at and helping people over, uh, overcome chronic disease or prevent chronic disease. Yeah. And my background, I'm uh, dually licensed as a naturopathic medicine physician and also as a registered nurse in the state of Washington. So my background was acute care, hospital-based. And then I decided to be of greater service and go back into medical school and be able to uh, treat people on a deeper level. And I'm board certified in biofeedback and mind-body medicine. I'm trained as a yin and restorative yoga instructor. So I definitely believe in the whole holistic approach and total mind-body wellness. And um, I have basically years of experience within the hospital and acute care, and then also in private practice as concierge medicine, that type of thing. That's amazing. I think it was the word integrative health that um, sparked my interest in what you're doing because um, if you don't take the whole person into account, it's really impossible to manage your health. Um, and we've talked about the fact that I provide retreats where I help people become more self-aware. We have yoga and a lot of understanding about um, how to manage your own health and rhythms for optimal performance, mentally, physically, emotionally. And an integrated physician really specializes in that. I'm excited to have a friend now <laughs> in that area. And I'm actually looking at working with you because I'm going into a job that doesn't have healthcare. And it's nice to have the option to just work with you directly via telemedicine to get my hormones dialed in. Mm -hmm. Pretty neat deal. Because it's hard. Um, to find someone who understands how to read the lab results in order to create the right um, Synthroid um, prescription for those of us who have thyroid issues and bioidentical hormones. So tricky as you 
move through menopause and, and start experiencing some of those changes in life, you need someone who can say, uh, I can help you with that. I think I can pinpoint what's causing that problem. <laughs> so um, what are some of the things that, that women are experiencing most frequently, especially um, with the in the area of hormone health? Mm -hmm. Well, usually they're coming to me because they're not happy with the way they're aging. They're not happy with the way they are feeling, whether it's just maybe um, having a little more of a thicker middle or having less energy, lower libido. Maybe they feel like at work, it's just more challenging to stay competitive amongst their peers. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the individuals that I work with, males and females, they work in very uh, fast paced, high stress, critical type work environments, whether it's high tech, or healthcare, or the corporate arena. So um, they really are coming to me because they just don't want to have a lot of downtime, and they want to look and feel better and can keep their edge, basically. But then I really have to remind people that it, it's not just about looking better and feeling better from the outside, but it's actually more about functioning better right. so that you'll be well for the long term for the rest of your life so you know when you're 80 and 90 you're vibrant and being able to live independently absolutely <laughs> i love telling the story of this woman i met when i was sitting at a starbucks outside on the patio and it was right next to a pub um, in a downtown denver she came riding up on her bicycle with a hat tied a little bonnet tied under her chin she tied her bicycle to the rack right in front of me. And as she was taking off her hat, she said, what are you doing having coffee at five o'clock in the afternoon? You should be having a beer. <laughs> and she said, I'm 85 years old and I ride my bike to this pub every day. And I went, I love you. I want to be just like you. And I want a mind that is sharp as hers. Mm -hmm. I think that's the part that we forget when we, we go for just the aesthetic. We forget that when we take care of the whole person, our mind is sharper. And surprise, we actually look and feel so much better because we're taking care of the whole thing, the whole package. Absolutely. My best story is I have this uh, late aunt, and she lived well into her 90s, and she uh -huh. was remarkable, hiked the PCT trail, and, and just was really just a, a firecracker. She was fantastic, and independent living all the way to the end. And you know, her big thing was when I asked her, you know, what's your secret? You know, come on, just between us girls, you know, what was, what's your secret to living this long life, right? And her thing was always, you know, you do what you can, and you can what you can't. And I <laughs> love that. And you know, I keep that in mind all the time, because one, it helps you like kind of not sweat the small stuff, right? Uh -huh. which I always say it's so vital. Exactly. But it also makes you remember that those everyday choices matter. Right. And that's where you do what you can, right? In coaching, we talk about the circle of control. What's within your circle of control? What's outside of your circle of control? What can you really do about the things that you can't control? And this is actually a really good point in our conversation to pivot to what we can't control right now in the world today with the COVID-19 pandemic, people um, observing the stay-at-home order, mm -hmm. um, not able to go to the gym and use the usual equipment 
to work out. And some are using that as an excuse to lay on the couch and watch another movie. Mm -hmm. And others are looking for other ways to stay active. But I think the most important thing is to understand what's in your control and what's outside of your control and take action on what end product you want. I love can what you can't. <laughs> so what do you think, what do you think is most important for people to, to um, keep in mind right now with the, that whole circle of control and maintaining health so they don't get sick? Right, right. Well, I, I can tell you number one, uh, avoiding. Uh, avoiding the virus is the best way to not yeah. get sick. So um, it's true. It's true. The guidelines are to stay home, to stay healthy. And absolutely, that would be the number one thing you can do is to follow the, the stay at home, um, not guidelines now. I mean, they're actually kind of a mandate. Yeah. And so definitely, I also encourage everyone to stay home, to stay healthy. Absolutely. I think we've all got the message now to wash our hands and not touch our face. And, mm -hmm. and that's really important. You know, this is a wily virus. Uh, it's definitely more dangerous for elders and those that are vulnerable. But the word vulnerable actually encompasses a lot of people, not just elders. And so um, we are seeing hospitalized younger patients, including children, and uh, definitely people in their 30s through their 50s. Mm -hmm. So um, we all need to take this seriously. We all need to look at this as a time to reflect on our own health practices. And um, certainly there are things that we can choose to do today that can improve our health picture so that we are less susceptible to any virus, not just this one, but any virus. Right. Mm -hmm. On that note, what would be some signs that your immune system is not the top of its game right now? Yeah, if you notice that you're the kind of person who just tends to get sick easily, frequently, certainly if um, there are lifestyle things that put you at risk, like smoking or vaping or um, heavy drinking or maybe having kind of a poor nutritional status, maybe your diet's a little bit imbalanced right now, you, you definitely want to look at supporting that. If you have a condition like diabetes or asthma or hypertension or obesity, or um, even a slow wound healing, you know, things like that. You're, you're the kind of person that, you know, always gets those sinus infections, right? Mm -hmm. Gets the bronchitis every winter. You know, you know you're just more vulnerable. And, and definitely people should respect that about their bodies, right? And there's a lot we can do to support that and shift a person out of that susceptibility. But a lot of it really begins with the choices we make every day, the lifestyle choices. Right. We can't necessarily control some of the genetic cards we've been given, but we can control how our genes are, are manifesting, how they're shaped by the things we do with our lifestyle and our diet and our stress management and such. That's epigenetics. That's what we do to shape our genetic expression. Good point. And yeah, it's really important. We can't control what we've inherited, but we can control how we feed that mm -hmm. by what we eat, how we move, mm -hmm. um, how much water we drink. <laughs> exactly. Those daily things where we, we do what we can. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And you're voting with every action you take, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I have um, a podcast guest who has become a friend. I have a, a bad habit of making friends out of just about everybody I talk to. It's kind of a good problem to have. She actually um, came home feeling ill from a trip to London and um, she went to get tested. It took about 
um, a couple of days to get an appointment and five hours of waiting. And, and it's been, gosh, I don't know, almost a week since that day and she doesn't have the results yet. So it makes, it makes folks wonder, well, should I even get tested? What's the benefit of getting tested? If I have it, should I just self quarantine? How would you advise those people? Mm -hmm, sure. The, the testing is still pretty limited and it's really, right now I would say it's mainly reserved for our sickest patients, mm -hmm. especially those in the hospital setting. And so generally you're advised to call your provider if you think you have symptoms of coronavirus, which are typically high fever and cough and which can progress to difficulty breathing. And of course, if you're at the point of difficulty breathing, then that's a medical emergency and you should be calling 911 and, and you'll end up in the hospital and you'll get your testing then. Yeah. But in the meantime, uh, testing is not as broad as we'd like. And really to be truthful, usually when we do a medical test, it's because we need it to base our treatment on. Yeah. Right? And so a lot of times, and we were taught this for sure in medical school, when you are going to test someone, consider why do you need the test? Will it change your treatment? Will it change the outcome of the decisions you make to take care of the patient? And so right now, the treatment is really very supportive because we don't have an actually evidence-based proven treatment of COVID-19. It's supportive care. And so the testing is really nice for, for epidemiologic data. It's very good for that, for sure, to know the total amount, total numbers of those that are positive and even those who are negative, right? And thank goodness right now, amongst the testing, the majority of people are testing negative, which is great. But there, there are certainly um, is also a percentage that are testing positive. And in that group, it's really a smaller portion that are becoming severely ill. And then there's okay. a very, very sub small subset of those ill patients that are critically ill and go on ventilators. So most of the people who are taking the test are turning out negative. Of the vast majority, yes. And even those with symptoms. And that was seen also around the world in other countries too, that a lot of people presented with symptoms. They tested negative for, for the COVID-19. And that's because there are other things going on right now that are viral and bacterial. And we have flus going on. We have seasonal allergies going on. Mm -hmm. you know, we have other things that can make you have congestion and cough and even fever and things like that. Right. In some cases, and to further add complexity, some cases of COVID are without symptoms and are very mild. So there's people that are running around positive that look well. And so it's really hard to capture all of that. Uh, yeah. Right? Well, that's the hard part. Those who look well and, and don't even recognize that they're sick. Right. Uh, that's why the quarantine is so necessary. That's um, exactly right. Most people have who are positive who spread the virus without even knowing that they're ill. That's right. And yeah. so you would need to be the one who shared it with your elderly neighbor, your family member or something, and they became the critical case. Yeah. So it's, it's just really important as an act of self-love and an act of community love to, to stay home and just stop the spread of this virus because yeah. the virus needs a host to live in. And so if we're not out there, you know, close to each other, it has nowhere to go and it dies out. Right, right. That makes complete sense. Uh, so um, 
in this leads me to the part within your control circle that has to do with being confined to home, making the right choice to self-quarantine. Um, it helps us to make the, the best choice for our own health and for, the, for our neighbors. Um, what are some ways that you might suggest people to take care of their, um, I'd say the, the, the problems that turn out between the ears, the psychological um, issues of being just um, pent up in an environment. I just did a, a, a workshop last night online with some women on conflict management, which is definitely gonna happen when you're in a crowded household. <laughs> what are some ways that you would advise people to stay sane? Yeah, I, I definitely know that human beings, we really get comfort in security and routines, right? And having yep. our sort of basic level needs met, you know, the, the whole Maslow's pyramid mm -hmm. of needs. And that security is like really kind of at the bottom. And so doing things that make you feel safe and secure is really yep. essential because we can't always control the information that's coming in that's scary, yeah. Yeah. right? but we can maybe control our immediate sphere, right? Which has become very small now, right? For right. all of us. And so I, I really encourage people to look back at the things that you used to love and you used to do that were your normal. What was your routine, you know? So, so maybe you had a work routine, right? And you had a schedule. So I really encourage people to try to maintain that even though they're at home so that life just doesn't feel so random and disorganized and, and, and scary because it's just so, you know, out of sync, right? right. And, and we're used to that. It's just like children benefit from having a set bedtime routine with a story and a time and, you know, a love and a hug and things like that. Well, we're just big kids and we still have those needs, right? And so I really encourage people to, you know, make the bed to get dressed, to have their routine, right? And so that they feel well and engaged and to still keep connecting with people. Like if they used to have coworker discussions, maybe they can take that online and, you know, so they don't feel so isolated. That's really right. important because, you know, none of us are alone in this, but yeah. we feel alone sometime. And that's really devastating to our mental health and our physical well-being. So having that routine, having some kind of order in the chaos, right? So that we bring calm to this chaos. Yeah. Where we can, right? Absolutely. I just interviewed somebody today who um, said that she has had an easier time connecting with coworkers online using Zoom than she has connecting with her relationships at home where her kids have locked themselves in their rooms and she can't get them to come out. So... She can always text them. I find that works really well. Texting <laughs> is the way to reach. Yes. Um, um, boy, it's so funny. Um, but it's interesting that uh, the, the very relationships at work that we're um, being kept from can actually get stronger with really good online meetings. It's um, also really efficient <laughs> to, right. to have meetings online and not have all this time wasted with commutes and going to get coffee. And well, honestly, at home, I go to get coffee all the time. Right. My <laughs> hope is that we'll actually bring a lot of this forward. 
Right. You know, that we'll be in a new season after this. So I, we'll actually embrace some of these changes yeah. as being good and healthy changes actually for us, right? right? You know, and creating habits within working from home to be all there when we're in our meetings and be all present when we take a break and exactly. do a little yoga, take the dog for a walk. All of that actually contributes to a whole being that's so much healthier and more alert. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I find it helpful to set up spaces yeah. within your space, you know, like a designated area where this is work, you know, and this is sleep and this is, yes, you know, this is where I do my yoga so mm -hmm. that I can have some respite during all of this, right? Yep. Yep. Just met my coaching client. I said, you need to go create a sacred space in your house, some place where you can get away. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, and turn off, the, you know, maybe not listen to the news every day. Right. Because it probably will be a similar story for a little while. You know, I was just on a TV interview and I said, um, I said to the interviewer, sorry, I'm saying this, but I turned to the camera and said, after this interview, turn off the TV, stop <laughs> binging on news and yeah. spend some time playing a game or do something with your family. Exactly. You're just you know, feeding this monster of fear. Exactly. Like fall in love with your favorite music again, right? And look at something green. If, you know, for me, I can't be in the forest, but I can look out the window at the trees and right. that's very renewing. Yeah, right. you know, so nurture those things that you loved before and you can still love in some way now. That's and that will really kind of help keep your soul intact yeah. <laughs> through all of them. Perfect, perfect words. Well, that's a good segue into the part of the interview where I always like to ask what you do personally to create rhythms in your life, to be completely present, um, to be all on spirit, soul, and body, because you do important work. <laughs> that requires your your presence. What are yeah. your things? Yeah, I do actually have kind of a, I would say a bit of a ritual. You know, I, I wake up and, you know, I like to start with a, a glass of water. I think of that as just sort of a cleanse after that whole period of sleeping and fasting and, you know, getting the, the waste out of my brain and then the waste out of my body. And so I start with a nice big cleansing glass of water and then just a very simple breath meditation I just take a few minutes, you know, maybe five minutes if I have that, sometimes less. It just depends on, you know, what's going on. And you can even mix that in like when you brush your teeth, you know, have some kind of mindful thinking where you're focusing on some nice affirmation or something like that. And if you want to nourish your brain at the same time, brush your teeth with your opposite hand and then make your brain work a little harder to do something else. So you can kind of multitask and mix things in. And then I generally focus on uh, good nourishment. Um, I practice intermittent fasting. So nourishment for me doesn't start until about 10 or 11 in the day because I always have at least 12 to 14 hours between my dinner and my breakfast. Okay. Um, and then even now, it's so much more tempting to have comfort foods, you know, to, because we're more stressed. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to uh, make those less available to myself yeah. by purchasing them or ordering them online. And then also to like keep a lot of readily available healthy snacks so that I have something to grab, but that's a, a good choice for me. Right. And, and then also as far as setting uh, my intention for the space, you know, do I want to be working, relaxing, connecting, 
you know, I sort of set an intention. Yeah. And so then my actions kind of follow that intention. And um, let's see, lately I've been actually doing a little bit of aromatherapy just to calm my mind and make the house just feel more uh, relaxing and more of a kind of a safe, sacred space. So I'm using a nice blend of rosemary and lavender and mm. grapefruit, which is kind of calming, but yet invigorating at the same yeah. time. I love like, grapefruit. Yeah, it's just so nice, right? Yeah. And, and then you can also do that as a nighttime ritual in a bath as oils in the tub. Yes. It helps you sleep beautifully, which is really nice too. So, you know, that brings up a good point. Somebody um, said that um, if you happen to be out and around people, come home, take off your clothes, take a bath or shower so that you can make sure that you've, and I actually do a nasal rinse too, just mm -hmm. to make sure that you've kind of cleansed <laughs> and exactly. it's so relaxing, it just prepares you for the evening. It's like, a, it's a beautiful transition. Plus, it's also hydrotherapy, which yes. is, is, has just many, many researched benefits. So yeah, exactly. it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Well, and Absolutely. while you're in the bath, what is the bottle of wine that you open? <laughs> oh, well, I don't always have wine on my counter in front of me, but when I talk to you, I do. <laughs> so let's see. Um, I, I will say my mom is from uh, Nice, France. Uh -huh. So I would say my first love would be a very nice classic dry rosé from the Provence region. Yeah. So that definitely, but you know, that's usually kind of more warm weather, sunny, sunny type, yeah. you know, weather, beautiful. And, but I also like a good French Burgundy. And locally, I love the Oregon Willamette Valley Pinot Noirs. Yes. So I have one here that's from the Eola Amity Hills AVA. Oh, nice. It's yes. delicious. There are so many good ones there, but this one is fantastic. Show me the label again. Oh, yes, yes. There we go. I love yes. it. Love it. Good. And then for you, Donna, you told me you like Syrahs. And yes. so this one is a Washington Walla Walla Valley, Patton Valley Vineyard Syrah. Love it. Lovely, lovely. Very nice. A little more body, but it's, it's very, very good. And I, I do have to give a shout out to my um, dear friend and local business owner, owner Julien Hervé. He owns this wonderful wine bistro, cafe, and bakery, patisserie, in Bellevue called Sepai. Oh. And of course, with the staying home, he offers takeout. Oh. He definitely can use our support. It's a lovely family-run business, but he's also a direct importer from France. He himself is from the Loire Valley region, which has great wines. Oh, nice. And so if you go to sepai.com, C-E-P-A-E, Dot com. We could add it maybe to your show notes. Um, you can order online wines and you can order a takeout from their restaurant if you're in the local Bellevue area. Nice. But, um, it, it's just fantastic. Very authentic French food and he has great selection of wines that are from France, locally and abroad. So um, Beautiful. I'm looking at the website right now. Oh, yeah. I wish I were in Bellevue with you. Yes. Very good. In <laughs> fact, it's across the street from where we met at Bates Hi. Place in Bellevue. So it's kind of right well, in that area. 
you told me you lived right there in that neighborhood. That's yes, and, and I still get up really, really early in the morning and walk my neighborhood because we are allowed to do that and we still need fitness and movement, need exercise right. and nature. So, you know, do that when you can. Choose the times when it's not crowded, of course. Yes. But um, I, I encourage people to do that. Get the fresh air. At the very least, open your windows occasionally, that type of thing. But yes, drink wine in moderation. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful. And um, so I've had online happy hours with friends. That's been yes. really nice. I have too. I, I uh, have been, I've had a couple of them and I have another one scheduled for next Friday. You're welcome to come. Ooh, you know, everybody would love to meet you. I'll, I'll make sure and send you the link to that. Um, I think it's really important to find ways to connect. And, and the more I do these online happy hours and hear about your happy hours, I realize this is creating opportunities for us to connect in ways we never did before. The happy hours that we never got to because we couldn't make it across town in time. Mm -hmm. So I love the opportunity that um, we're getting to investigate with this, um, this virus, even though it's, uh, there are so many reasons why I'm not grateful for the virus, but I think we can find some good in this process and incredible creativity. So I'm so happy to hear all of your ideas and I want people to connect with you other than going to shop at Sefai. Um, how can they contact you if, if they're looking for um, telemedicine help? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can find me and schedule online at vitalmindbody.com. And you can also find me on Facebook, uh, Dr. Gina Marie Johnson at Vital Mind Body Health. Okay. And um, I am accepting new patients. Uh, my schedule docket is becoming full. I definitely um, have a special emphasis on first responders and people going through a lot of stress or having, you know, immune compromise, chronic disease, that type of thing. Um, I have definitely some uh, very well-researched immune protocols nice. that are very personalized to the patient's needs. Yeah. And that's within the state of Washington I'm licensed. And then I can also provide general wellness consultations. So just talking about the research that's out there, what they might want to talk with, with their providers and things like that. Um, definitely people work with me on that scale too. And later, after all of this, uh, people are always welcome to fly in. Bellevue is very close to our international airport here. And so I do, I do see patients that way. They'll come in and, because I do provide concierge medicine. Super. So yeah, reach out. I'd love to meet you. Drop me an email, things like that. Um, I'm always interested in the latest research and discussions that's, that's going on out there definitely from an integrative immune wellness, but also from a neuroendocrinology focus. So looking at how the brain and the body is connected and how our hormones are impacted and how our general lifespan is impacted by it. So there's a lot of cutting edge research on uh, basically life extension. And so I'm, I'm very interested in that and do a lot of research in that. So I, this has been really fun. I love it. I love being connected with you. That's an area that's so important to me. So glad to have a friend here in um, integrative medicine who just lives. You, you truly do exemplify what it is that you promote. <laughs> you, you are so healthy and happy. And uh, I just love having you on, 
on my show in in my friend list. So Yay. thank you so much. Thank I can't you. wait till I come to out to Seattle again and yes, a yes. to see you virtual hugs. Virtual hugs for now and then we'll go eat at Sepai when I come to town. Yes, yes. You must meet Juliana. It's just fantastic. Absolutely. That just makes my soul sing. I'm so grateful. Thank you for your time today, Gina. Thank you, Donna. Take care. Really special. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, I'm glad we could provide you a little peace in the pandemic from Women, Wine, and Leadership. Tune in occasionally. We're going to be doing this again. And if you would like some meditations or to share strategies that people are using to thrive in this very uncertain and volatile time, please go to Facebook. 360 Life Strategies, and you'll find us there. Take care.